Welcome to our Portuguese Table Podcast. I'm Maria Lott, and these are in Green Bean. And I'm Angela Samoz, and we're just two chicks dishing about Portuguese food, culture, and what it means to be Portuguese. So grab a glass of vinho or um copo de café and join us as we talk about our favorite foods, reminisce about growing up Portuguese, and interview some of our community's most successful chefs and food writers. So, so sit down, down at our Portuguese, Portuguese table. table. Hey everybody, how's it going? You, here we are with another episode of Our Portuguese Table. Maria, how are you? Bom dia, how are Bom you? Dia. I'm doing all right. Yeah, I, I know you've had a very busy weekend with family and stuff. And I did, and I, I did my first trade show with my product. That's right, that's we'll, right. We'll have to cover that in, a, in another podcast when it's just say, that's a whole other podcast uh, i know i know because <laughs> today i am so excited I, mean, I, I am like so freaking excited I, I can know, i say right? freaking excited because uh, <laughs> all i know is if i'm like anyone else out there who watches the great american bake-off and personally i always followed it on on PBS from England. And then when they said that they were going to do one here in the United States and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so excited because I just love the whole thing about the show. Mm -hmm. And then when I heard the name Jeremiah Duarte, I went, Oh my God, he's one of ours. (laughs) And the funny thing is, is you said the same thing. We were talking, we were talking on the phone, just like having a conversation going, you know, and she's like, Oh my God, did you hear Jeremiah Duarte? I'm like, Oh my God, yes. 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 So, so every week, you know, I have me and my family are all around the TV going, yeah, he, yes, he won. And then when he didn't win, Oh no, no, they were wrong. They were wrong. So, so we have a lot invested in Jeremiah. Even, so it was like, oh my God, I'm just so proud of him. So, so folks, if you don't know it by now, we are going to talk to Jeremiah today. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jeremiah, honey. Hola, amigas. This is going to be the craziest, most fun conversation we've had in a long time. I'm telling you. I've been so looking forward to this. <laughs> As you know, we were rooting for you. I mean, I think every Portuguese home, they were all rooting for you, honey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I received the kindest messages from all kinds of Portuguese people. Yes. That's so good to hear. I'm so good. It's so happy to hear that because one thing Maria and I always are talking about is how we have to help each other and support each other and encourage each other because... Now, there's plenty of people out there that are going to bring it down. We as Portuguese need to be proud of other Portuguese successes, right? So Absolutely. I'm very happy to hear that you did get positive messages from other Portuguese people. That was so wonderful. People from all over, from Brazil, from the Azores, from the mainland. Oh, wow. for, cool. It was just incredible um, engagement from these just wonderful people. And what a way to connect with people, but through, through our, our food culture. Yeah. yeah. So tell us, how did it all, how did it all come about? Right. So I know that you're not a baker by trade, right? So tell us a little bit about your background and you getting on this national baking show. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, the long story is um, my mother's family is I'm half Portuguese. So my mom's family Better is half. always, 
<laughs> don't tell my dad's side but <laughs> it's, it's true oh no i'm kidding <laughs> i grew up in a very bakery obsessed family a family that's always obsessed with bread with pastries with anything baked and so my mom um i grew up she made wedding cakes and then um masu suvada is a big deal in our family so that's mm-hmm. that culture around that bread is like very very special so when i was in my undergrad I went to school um to study music I was in San Francisco and I really started to want to connect to my culinary roots and I started to bake bread and so that's my baking adventure started um my undergrad and it just became a bigger and bigger part of my life and then like you Marie I started watching the British show and I've been obsessed with the British show for a long time and I thought if I ever did a competition it would have to be something like the British show Yes, I agree. So um I saw an a casting call in my Apple News feed for the the American version. I'm like there's my chance. So that was back in April and I filled out a giant application. There was a couple trips to LA to audition, a lot of phone conversations wow. and and then oh my goodness, they picked me. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was really exciting. Uh- I lo- for those that are not aware of the baking show, the original one in um, in England, I loved it for the simple fact that it wasn't that dumb competition that they put on every other cooking show that I cannot stand. And that's almost like a, a very, like, I'm going to do better than you. I'm going to put you down. I'm going to, you know, it. it's not. It was like, oh, this is how I make it. You know, and there were, everyone's like helping each other. And it's very mm-hmm. civil. It's a very yes. subtle competition, and mm-hmm. and that's the kind of competition. <laughs> well, well, aren't, the, aren't, the British, aren't the British very civil? They're known for being very <laughs> proper. Oh, right. <laughs> right? right, they are. And but the, it's a whole different way of because you can compete and you can compete without putting the other person down. And I Absolutely. like that. You know, and, and I'm so happy that they continued that. And that was, of course, by bringing Mary, who was like the main, you know, main one coming over and, and handling it here. Mm-hmm. And I have to say this because I, how was it being with Mary? <laughs> it was wonderful. Oh, my God. She, she is the most poised, professional, hardworking person I've ever met Um She's just, just exudes elegance and you just want to make her proud. You really, yeah, that's awesome. Just, but that's she makes you work for it. She really does. <laughs> she, doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't give her compliments now, lightly. How, how, how long did, uh, for those that watched and let me tell you, I, when they said meringues and custards, mm-hmm. I, to, in my heart, I went, he's going to win it. I know. I, I did. I did. And I'm like, he's going to win it because, you know, we've got our pudding, uh, mm-hmm. the caramel and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I know we do shishpij. And I'm like thinking, oh my God, he's going to get it. I mean, there is, <laughs> it's just, it's just going to do it. And then when, you know, obviously we all know, I, I, was, very, I was very upset. As you were, and we all were, but, you know, it just, it's just the beginning. It, you introduced so many people mm-hmm. to Portuguese baked goods mm-hmm. that, that no one has done before. And I, I really 
think that in itself is just so amazing. And I'm so proud of you, Jeremiah. I'm so proud of you. So proud. What I loved was how creative you were with the traditional foods, right? So the Christmas tree, oh my gosh, who would have ever thought to use the, I forget what they're called. The spes. Yes, yes. (laughs) Using those as wreaths. I mean, it was perfect. And then when you made the sleigh out of... The the masa salada? Yeah. Yeah. I have to ask. How did that you was, know that it was going to stay? Because mustard is like, you, you know, you think of it as a soft bread, right? Yeah. So that's my, my mom's, our family recipe. And it's, my mom is amazing. She, um, she has these really great dreams. And I, was, I told her, I'm like, I have to use masa salada for this recipe because that's on my list. Like, I have to show the America, you know, Portuguese sweet bread. And I, but I have to make a sleigh and I don't know how I'm going to do it. I have no idea. And so she woke up the next day. She said, I had a dream. I know exactly what you're going to do. <laughs> you're going to build it over a bowl. Wow. And, and then I'm like, Oh, okay. I got it. So from there, my, my, my mind went, but we usually make it with milk and I change the milk for water to make it slightly less soft, less tender. And I baked it, you know, obviously longer than I would have at home and I probably used a little bit more flour as well. It was a le- was less wet than I would do for, yeah. for yeah, traditional. It is a wet dough. It is a wet exactly. dough. It, exactly. To be honest with you, and I've said this to other people, that was the one recipe that I had to make over and over again to get it just right because I would either make it much too wet or much too dry and I couldn't get that consistency that it needed and it took me it took me a while to kind of get that that recipe down. So when I saw it, like, the way it was in a sleigh, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, I was blown away, blown away by the whole thing, blown away. It, it was, oh, was fun. It was beautiful. Oh, thank now, you. So you. And so you literally could tell your mom, see, this is your dream. It's <laughs> a reality. Like, that's amazing. Now, talking about your mom. Now, where is your mom from? Where is your family from? Let's start from the beginning here, Jeremiah. Sure. Well, it's a great story. So my, it starts, it's two, sort of two stories, but one story is that my mom's dad and mom, my grandparents, both of their fathers came from the same Fregzia and Fayal, Pedro Miguel, together on the same boat all the way to California. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> and then they, they have their families, you know, in sort of neighboring well, neighboring counties out here in Northern California. And my grandmother grew up thinking she was never going to marry a Portuguese man. She's like, I'm, I'm done with the whole Portuguese thing. She's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, that's not what was what's going to happen. She, she um, married my grandfather, who's obviously Portuguese. So that's how that, that family started, which is pretty cool, how they're, they're both their dads came over together. But then my, my grandmother's mom is her family's from San Miguel. So, but she was born here. So my grandmother is second generation on that side. So yeah. I, we don't, I don't know where in San Miguel we're from, but I know a lot of the stories of their, their traveling and a lot of her recipes come from San Miguel. And um, so I have this cool, like cool stuff from that side, but I wish I knew exactly which where in San Miguel, cause I love that Island a lot. Mm, have you been there? Yes, yes. And actually, I was <laughs> when I was starting to write these recipes this past summer, I was in um, Fayal with my family. So it was perfect timing to be inspired for the show while being in, in nice. uh, the Azores. 
Oh, you you can't help but be inspired by being there. Mm -hmm. It really oh. hands down. It's incredible, incredible. So what is, do you remember what the first, so you said you grew up around like baking a lot of bread and pastries. Do you remember the first thing you learned how to make or that you made on your own? It was some sort of bread. Bread was the first thing I, I really, and I'm, I have to say it's probably masa sovada. Like I said, it's like this holy grail in my family. Wow. Um, we love it. We love it so much. And it's just, I love the sort of the history of it too. Um, that, that recipe came from the San Miguel side. Yeah. And so, but, but my great grandma, I guess, made it with a potato starter and she flavored oh. it with, with anise, which oh, isn't that funny. Okay. Is that interesting? Yes. And so then my grandmother decided, you know, this is sort of in the sixties that she wanted to modernize the recipe. So she got rid of the potato starter and she had somewhere it had like, I think she said they were called Parker house rolls and she wanted to make her sweet bread more like that. So then it, the texture changed and she had this idea of using lemon and mace. And of course, in the, the community, you know, you, you know, a lot of people use cinnamon and, and lemon. So I think mm -hmm. she was inspired there. So that's sort of how, and then my mom has gone on to kind of refine it a bit more and do more really slow rise, very wet dough. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's more cake like, but very airy. So I just love that it's evolved through our family. But yeah. then two, two years ago, my mom, my parents, and I went to Fayal, and um, we were able to spend time with our, um, the, the Fregzia, Pedro Miguel, with uh, the people making sweetbread for the fesh, uh, the Spiritu Sant. Yes. And that was incredible to see where, so this would be my, the other sides of my family, where that's their sweetbread would have come from. But, you know, it's not what my mom learned to make, but to see them make it and to make it with them and, you know, hundred eggs per, per batch. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was just, that was incredible to see how they did it there and be able to make it all by hand with them in the wood burning oven and all that. So mm -hmm. it's a, you know, it's a real special part of our, our family history. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it is very much so Azorian because it's the same thing with, um, you know, you were talking about your grandmother with the potato starter and I have, I have so many different recipes of sweet bread. Mm -hmm. it, one of my aunts uses a potato starter, but she likes using sweet potato as the starter. Because really? It, yes, because it gives it not only as the starter for the starch, but it also, you know, it feeds off the, the yeast. It also gives it that color. Color, I was just oh. going to ask you. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that so he likes oh. that color to her bread. So she uses sweet potato as her starter. Whereas my mom, it was, is just like your mom's. It's soft. It's airy. It's very wet. It's a slow rise. It's mm -hmm. very airy and a lot of air to it. And, but there is um, no lemon in it. She didn't care for, for that, but someone else gave me, it was like, but they use lemon rind in it, you know, mm -hmm. or some that use orange rind. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like, there are so many and it changed from village to village. Mm -hmm. And it's incredible. And every time I go back and visit family in St. Michael, I have a, a cousin of mine, Jean Manuel, and his wife, and they're very, very traditional. And they mm -hmm. still have the wood, the furndelanga, the, the mm -hmm. that's in the back, and, and you bake all your breads and you roast all your meats in it. And every time I go, they're like, 
okay, we're making masa cevada. So, mm. and that's what we end up doing. And it is just, it's really amazing how to bake in those type of ovens. It, it's just, uh, you know, all of a sudden you feel like you're, like you're there with your ancestors. Yes. And, and <laughs> that, yeah, that was probably one of my favorite days I've ever spent on this planet is just being with those, that, being with that village. And people remembered my great grandparents, which was crazy, but everyone had their role. And, you know, I, I keep bees. So I looked at it like, it was like a hive of bees. Everyone knew their job, but no one like said, you need to do this now. You need to do that. You know, there was someone who manned the oven. There was someone in charge of, you know, steeping the lemon peels, someone in charge of the starter, someone in charge of, it would, and it just, everyone worked so seamlessly, but had so much fun together. And then we stopped for lunch and it was like, you know, the best beans and um, <laughs> linguisa I've ever had and, you know, homemade yeah. wines and, oh my gosh, dos de nespra and, you know, oh. fresh. Oh, so good. Mm. So It's all good. Yes. So tell us, tell us a little about the bees. So you're a beekeeper. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've since uh, sort of in my undergrad days as well, I became interested in beekeeping and sadly, because I lived in big cities, I went from San Francisco to New York and um, was a busy perform, performing musician. I never had time to really delve into that until I moved back to California. And it's been really fun. Um, it's like kind of a cooperative um, members of my dad's and mom's family have all contributed to, for me to get started. And we have about four hives and they're on my, my grandparents' land. And they're just a lot of fun to um, to keep and to take care of. How awesome. And it's wonderful that you have it for all your baking. And, yeah. for, and we all know how therapeutic it is with allergies and stuff like that. I mean, it's just... That's great. That's great. Yeah, my husband, fun. my husband, every once in a while will say, maybe one day when I retire, I'll be a beekeeper. That, really? Yes. Honest to goodness. Honest to goodness. So um, we'll have yeah. to come out and, and visit Jeremiah and kind of learn. Uh -huh. trade. <laughs> that would be well, great. I've while he's learning that, then when he, once we'll leave him with the bees and we'll go bake together. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. So are you? So are you like bottling the honey, or do you just share it with friends and family? Friends or and family, it, we we hoard yeah. it. <laughs> it's, it's I don't hard. blame you. It's hard, you know. They you tell you can tell how hard they have to work, and also these this day and age beekeeping, there's a lot of stresses on the bees, and you know I've lost a couple hives over the years, and so you just get very protective of what they what they're able to give you, and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, it's hard to, to let it go beyond friends and family. <laughs> yeah. Now, in growing up, mm -hmm. what was, let's just put that thought here in your, in your head. How did that table look at lunchtime for you or, or dinner time? your favorite meal that you had with your family? What did that table look like? So growing up, this I would probably have to, okay, let me back up. So growing up, I did not care about food very much, which is a bit of a, a paradox <laughs> until now. <laughs> but let, let's see. Um, my, my grandmother's, my Portuguese one and my, my, my dad's mom were always so good about making sure there was something that I liked. I was an awful picky eater. So awful. I feel so bad for my parents. <laughs> but I liked sweets, of course. And... <laughs> So 
but I did, I love, I'm an only child. And so I love being at that table with my family because my, my cousins and my family, they are like my brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, so that connection to them and being mm-hmm. together, I never wanted that to end. I never want family functions to end. So those lunches I, that I could imagine would us just being together, and enjoying holidays. each other's company. And I imagine holidays were really special too. Then, well, maybe yeah. what would like your um, what would your Christmas table look like since we just got off the holidays? Yes, um, Christmas. So I mean, now it's more fun now that I'm more into food. But this Christmas we do um, prime rib. My my uncle and aunt do prime rib. I always bring some sort of uh, sourdough bread. My mom brings masa suvada, of course. If we can, we like to do filoge. It's it's hard sometimes because you're so full. You're like, there's no way I can eat fried dough right now. But <laughs> there's always the plan to do filoge. There's always room. There's <laughs> always room. <laughs> I agree. Always lots of cookies. That's and um, and what I've noticed from my family in Fayal to here is there's always a giant dessert table. And that, yes. that is true yeah. for us still. We can never have enough desserts and always always that fear of running now, out I, of desserts. I have to share something. <laughs> Growing up, and, and this is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I have from family functions more pictures of the dessert, dessert table, table. <laughs> than the actual people yep. that were at the party. <laughs> I mean, me too. That is, Honest to goodness. I mean, we really love our desserts. We really mm-hmm. have sweet tooth. I think the Portuguese absolutely have a sweet tooth that can, can surpass many other. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just do it so well. We make desserts so well. I think that's what it is too, right? I mean, yeah, I think there, you're right. There are other ethnicities where I, you know, I mean, Anthony Bourdain did, a, did an episode in one of the Nordic countries and even he said, just like, you know, there's a reason there aren't a lot of food episodes around Nordic food. (laughs) (laughs) Not to to speak ill of anybody who's Nordic, but I mean, when it comes to food and desserts specifically, I mean, we have honed our craft, right? We Portuguese, Mm -hmm. right? So for sure. And I also think the pictures were because we slaved on making all that stuff and we wanted evidence and proof. (laughs) We're proud of it. Look at all this. Look at all the hard, hard work and how beautiful it is. I think that was part of it, too. I mean, granted, there was just as much for regular food than there was dessert. But the pictures were always of the dessert table. I, I, it's it's really funny. It's just when you think of it, it's like, oh, my God, it's it's like, oh, yeah, this is a picture of my, you know, my family. Oh, and this is the dessert table. And this is the <laughs> and this is the Molotov. And this is the, you know, yeah, Absolutely. I'm surprised they don't carry it with them in their uh, their wallets, you know, as their calling card. So, oh, it's so, so true. aside from dessert, do you have a favorite Portuguese dish, like dinner or lunch? Or yeah, I, I love um, I love alcatra. Oh, oh yes, uh-huh. yeah, I love that. This past summer, my my cousin made torta de bacalhau, and that was amazing. Oh, um, oh wait! Oh no, my very favorite—I know what it is. It's it's um, krakish. Have you had krakish? Oh, oh my god, I loved it! I had it the oh. last time I was in St. Michael. Okay, oh, share. What are those? I don't goodness. know what they are. What are they're, they? Uh, they're barnacles. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and and so what happened is is uh, I don't know. 
I'm going to explain to you and, and I, you're going to tell me how, how you, how you found it. Mm-hmm. So we're at a, my, my cousins were like, okay, we're going to go to this restaurant that has like, you know, they get fresh fish, you know, everything is fresh there anyway, but it yeah. was like, he's going to catch it and we're going to go over and we're going to have it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so come on over. So we all go over and we're having sea bass because sea bass is king there. Cod could be, you know, whatever, but sea bass is like really big right now in, in San Miguel. There's a lot of sea bass. And then came out these, look like rocks. They look like rocks. Green <laughs> rocks. So they put that down and they also had the limpets, which is the, the lapish mm-hmm. uh, with the garlic stuff and the butter on top. And I'm like, but what are these rocks? And I even said, Padrish, what are these rocks? So, of course, they start laughing and they're like, oh, no, no, no. You need to go with this, like, this little hook, like you would for, like, periwinkles <laughs> or whatever. And you go in there and you kind of take it out. So, I'm like, what? What is this? So, they're like, just try it. Just try it. Just try it. So, of course, I did it. And I thought it tastes like lobster. Me too. Yes. Me too. Yes. yes. Exactly. So, so, folks, I mean, even the, the, and I'm like, what is this? And they're like, crackers. And I'm like, like crackers? Like, I thought it was you know, crackers, but no, it's like that. You have to do that thing in there. It's crackers. So, and oh my God, that was amazing. <gasps> yeah. Are they big or like, how, what's about the size? Because I know karakoyas are like really small, right? When you pull them out with a little toothpick or something. So these, when you pull out the meat, about how big is it? Well, it's, I mean, it, I think it's big for a barnacle, but it's, it's a small piece of meat, I would yeah. say. And it looks, I mean, it's very beautiful, but it looks like you're pulling out some sort of alien. It's pretty strange. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like, I thought it was like lobster. It reminded me of really nice Dungeness crab. Yes. Um, yep. Just spectacular. And I guess in Fayal, they have to have, they get them from Saint George, and there's only certain divers that know how to do it. And it, oh, it sounded very cool. My family knew these divers, and they went and got them. And and my cousin cooked them in seawater. She said with onions and garlic. And uh, I mean, how how cool is that? Cooking your seafood like, in seawater. Sea <laughs> oh my god, that was special. I'll never forget that. Yeah. So for those that go out and are in the Azores, and you hear someone saying, "Well, we have krakash." absolutely try it you you will not be disappointed especially if you like crab like the dungeness mm-hmm. crab or lobster you're absolutely spot on because i'm like oh no this is lobster this tastes like mm. lobster how can this taste like lobster and so we so- have to include like um, a picture and a, and a link to maybe a recipe or something in our show notes so because i've never heard of them or seen them or even know how to spell it so so, those of you, so for those of you listening who are, have the same problem, don't worry. Go to the show notes and, and include some stuff there. I'll send you some pictures. I have a video of my cousin teaching us how to pull them oh, out. Oh, the that system. would be great. That would be awesome to include. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But I did not have any pictures. I just ate it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like it was so good. I forgot to take the foodie, the foodie you selfie. Know, Sometimes that happens and I'm like, I, or if I do something and I'm like, okay, I need to make sure I have a picture on it. And then I get so involved in enjoying the whole experience of it. Mm-hmm. that By the time I think of it, I have no picture to take. And that is. You can always take a picture of the empty plate and be like, it was that good. <laughs> there is nothing left, right? <laughs> now, what did, uh, 
I know we said before you had received so much um, positive feedback from so many, but what did your what did your family say? What did your family say to you, Jeremiah? Well, it's been fun. They they've said the kindest things. We've had a viewing party after um, for every show, so every week we all get together, and I I try to bake something that I baked on the show, and oh, cool. For me, it's just so fun to watch their faces light up and, you know, kind of go through the journey with me. And they just couldn't, you know, it's, at, at some point, it's not even about me anymore. This is some, they're all super proud that we all can share this, this experience together. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's moves beyond me. And it's something that they're very proud of too, that they, they, they've been a part of and, and I hope they and, feel that. And you, cause you had to keep it a secret, right? You couldn't tell anybody yeah. what the results were. <laughs> that must've been hard. Cause I, so even when we met for lunch, uh, because yeah, we were, uh, by the I, way, by the yeah. way, yeah, I, I, <laughs> right. I, uh-huh, uh-huh. I just want you to know, folks, they went out to lunch together and I was not there. Oh, oh we it's wanted you there. <laughs> it's a long trip, 6,000 miles, you know? <laughs> so, but I, so kind of just total side note, I will tell you the coolest thing that happened while we were at lunch. We were we were sitting there and my mom went too. And my mom was like so excited afterwards. She's like, oh, thank you for inviting me. He was so nice. So my mom was like super happy. But as we're finishing lunch and we're getting up to exit, this woman comes up to Jeremiah and is like, are you from the baking show? You're Jeremiah from the baking show. And I was like, oh my God, I'm with a celebrity. He was just recognized. It was, it was super cool for for me at the moment, but Jeremiah, I can't even imagine what that was like for you to be That's pretty surreal. Very surreal. (laughs) (laughs) Because she was from Sacramento and, you know, I think beyond the Portuguese thing, you're recognized as like the local boy, right? The area. It's funny now be out and people start staring. I'm like, oh, I think I know where they're staring. I hope I know. (laughs) (laughs) So now where, now I know you, you're into music. And mm-hmm. that is that is what your your profession has been now. So, but what has this done? Yeah. Is there what the next step, yeah. Jeremiah? Mm-hmm. What's the next thing? I really have this dream of writing a, a cookbook of Portuguese desserts, and I want to spend the year. I, I want to spend the year testing and building a rest. There's there's nothing that's just desserts, and you know, in English for Portuguese. Um, no, there isn't. And I, I, I love that. So I, I, that's, that's what I want to work on this year and continue engaging with people and, and see, what, see what happens. What would be cool is if there was a section of your book where you did like the artistic stuff that you did on yes. the show, like with the sleigh and the Christmas tree and all that stuff. That would be cool too. You read my mind. I thought, yeah, you could have, <laughs> I could have ways of, if you want to go to that, you know, star baker level, this is mm-hmm. the things you can do to turn, you know, uh, you know, this dessert into something else. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny, you know, my, the first, the first book that I did, you know, that's done. It's my baby. It's out there. Book two is going to be a continuation of mm. one because I could not get every recipe that I wanted to get in there and have it out. And I knew I would always do more than one book. And not too long ago, someone had said, well, we need a dessert book. And I'm thinking, really? yes. And we absolutely do, Jeremiah. We absolutely. Good. And you need to do it. Oh, you thank you. Yeah. 
Get on it. (laughs) And, um, And you know what? It is absolutely, the way I see it is you are preserving those recipes even after we are long gone. It'll be on right. generation. Yeah. And that is how we have to look at it. We are almost historians in keeping mm-hmm. stories going and reminding them and this is how and this is this is part of our heritage. It's part of who we are. And the second, third, sometimes fourth generation, they forget. And they um and like you were saying before, you weren't very interested when you were young in food and right. this like that. But once you get into a certain age, Mm -hmm. um, it becomes really important to kind of like go back to those memories that you had, your first food memories. And it goes back to that table and what you were served and what was, what made you happy, what it did for you. And it's, that is the most, or I should say the strongest memory that we all have. And that is all based on food. And Mm -hmm. it's stuff that when we eat, it transcends us back to our childhood. Yeah, the taste, the smell. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you, my dear, are going to be entrusted in doing a dessert one. (laughs) No no pressure. No pressure. You are going to do it. You're going to do it, honey. You're going to do it. But you know, it's funny, you you hit on something, Maria, about like, you know, maybe second, third, fourth generation start to forget, but then you get to an age, or even if you're, maybe it's not an age thing, but you get so far out in your heritage that you want to look back and start reconnecting. And so for a while, um, I was involved with the Dia de Portugal festival in San Jose. And I can't tell you how many times we would get an email from people saying, you know, I'm third generation and um, American born and my grandmother used to make this dish and I can't find the recipe or it was called something like this. So maybe they would get the name a little bit wrong or spell it phonetically or maybe they wanted, you know, uh, a recording of a song, things like that. So there were so many people that found the museum and found the festival online and just were giving it a you know, it's a long shot, but maybe these people know about this recipe or maybe these people can help me reconnect. It's such a strong thing and it definitely is true. So, and you've done it too, Maria, with your cookbooks. Mm. And, and with, you know, you know and I'm, sitting, I'm sitting here, you know, cause just like you, Jeremiah, you know, I, I get messages from people all over the world and it really is humbling to me. It's mm-hmm. very humbling because you never, I, I know I never thought in a million years. So it's like, wow, okay, I've, you know, I've touched someone somewhere. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Made sure that they reached out to me to let me know how they felt. And so to me, that's, that. I think that's amazing. I, I, I still, it still blows me away. But I will also now say the other part. And that other part is the people that say, no, that's not it. That's not it. That's wrong. <laughs> Right, right. That's not how my grandmother made it. You're giving out the wrong recipe. Oh boy. (laughs) You know, and I have to kind of step back and say, you know, I know you're telling me your mother had, you know, made it with ketchup in it. (laughs) I can tell you for a hundred percent they did not have ketchup 
in the islands. You know, it's a, it's a type of thing where there'll always be those that'll tell you that's wrong. But do not listen to that. Just listen yes. to your gut. Just listen to your gut, honey. Thank and you. Thank you. You'll well, and also I think too, I hope people that are listening to the podcast know by now that we are about, you know, celebrating all the different recipes, right? No matter how your mother or grandmother made it. And yeah. fine, if she used ketchup, she used ketchup. Because my, my aunt gave me a, a recipe for beans that had Lipton soup mix. And I'm like, I have one of those too. <laughs> like you said, Maria, they did not have Lipton soup mix back in the day. But yeah. here's, here's the deal. There's room for it all. And it's not a matter of being right or wrong with your recipe. Right. It's, it's, it's the right. fact that we are just keeping the different traditions alive. And you know, the fun part for me as somebody who kind of like you, Jeremiah, wasn't really into food growing up and, and not that I'm a foodie now, but you know, if, okay, I want to make alcatra. I'll go look up three different recipes and yeah. kind, of, kind of combine them all, yeah. you know, because you know, Oh, that one, that's an interesting ingredient. That one doesn't have it, but maybe I'll borrow that from that and that from that. And then you sort of make your own, right? But it's yeah. still it's still the basic. It's not like I'm, you know, completely changing the recipe to make something different. But but that's the fun of it for me. And so I hope that the people listening um, agree with us and continue to share the message of embracing and not being competitive or you know <laughs> critical. Let's let's embrace the differences and the similarities at the same time. Maria, I love how you have two different recipes for. Like the same dish in your book. I, I mean, it's just like what you said, Angela. I love to research too, but the fact that you have that in one book and you talk about the differences mm -hmm. and where they came from, oh, I love that. <laughs> you know, I had to be, again, when I wrote the book, I, I didn't write it for anyone except for my girls, my daughters. Mm. Oh, I love I, that. I had that in my head that even if I, you know, this was, this was for them because I never want them to ever forget who they are. So mm -hmm. it's for my daughters, it's for my nieces and nephews, it, it's for them, that kind of thing. My cousins, you know, it, it's for family. And, and that's, hands down, that was who it was for. So mm -hmm. they needed to hear those stories. And mm -hmm. they needed to hear, you know, that, you know, my sister would make this, you know, bunt cake uh, uh the marble bunt cake and she would call it bull picnic and, <laughs> and she's the only one who would bring this cake this marble cake to every event we had oh isabel's bringing a bull picnic bull picnic well when it came down to us you know okay isabel i need that recipe you know what is it exactly and you know she made up the name it's just a marble cake. That's all it is. It's a marble cake. But it has this whole story to it. Mm -hmm. that is completely different than my aunt's marble cake. And and I love them both. It's just, it, I don't know. I had to, I wrote it for, for someone in mind. And I would want them to know it all. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and at the same time, like with my rouge douce, I have three recipes. <laughs> yeah well and also people liked it differently right like some people like it really creamy some people like yes. it more firm so I have, you know, very cool. I have to ask you, you you something so my i grew up with my 
um, with a recipe that my grandma would make called, it was her madrinas, and I've never seen any like this, but what she would do is separate the eggs, of course, fold the egg yolks into the, the rice, but then yeah. she would whip, whip the whites into peaks and fold that into the pudding as well. And it became this almost light. I was going to say that would be, that would be very different. I'm going to have to try that because you are just saying something that I, the other day when I was making, um, Oh my God, it was Molasadish. I mm-hmm. gave me a recipe and the recipe was the same thing that you just said. And that was, they added the egg whites, but they separated, I mean, they, um, they separated the eggs. So they added the egg yolks, but then mm-hmm. add whipped up egg whites into the batter. And I, yeah. and they, that would make the molasadage even much more fluffier and higher and all that stuff. So but I've never seen that with a rouge douce. That sounds Isn't awesome. that interesting? And then her recipe says also you need to like press the rice against the side of the pan to sort of like break it apart. And it's all cooked in milk. That was very interesting. I've never seen a recipe like that. I mean, now, she used to make it for us when we were, we're sick, but I'll have it anytime. <laughs> oh, absolutely. A rouge douce is my favorite. My all-time yeah. favorite is a rouge douce. Now, breaking it apart on the side of the... I don't understand that one. So you like kind of smash, as the rice is kind of, is, is fully cooked, you sort of just yeah. smash it. So it just kind of breaks it down in the liquid a bit more. Now, does she soak her rice? I don't think so. It's one of these old, I mean, <laughs> I was telling my grandma, your recipes are like technical recipes from the show. There's no instructions. It's just <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, you all must really knew how to cook back then. Cause now we need lots of instructions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's funny is, is I've had some people going, Oh my God, you know, I'm my, you know, I haven't had rice pudding since, you know, my grandmother and it hasn't been the same since no one could do it. And then I read your, your book and in it for every, every time you start your, your rice pudding, you always have us soaking the rice for an hour before you start cooking it. And they said, and we had forgotten that step. And that that was the step that made it different. (gasps) I'm going to remember that. It's the soaking Jeremiah. All right. You need to soak that rice. You need to make sure it's nice and clean. Rinse the water a few times until it's not murky and whatever. And you leave it soaking for an hour before you you start cooking it. And I'll tell I'm telling you it's going to be creamy. Mm. All right, I'm going to try it. Okay. And then you have to put <laughs> pictures on Facebook. We're talking exactly. Yeah, we're talking recipes here. Folks. No, that's well, good. The big, you know, I'm sure uh, other people have the same questions, so that's it's perfect. Well, I will send you this this recipe because I would love to hear what you think if you ever make it with the the, the meringue basically folded into it. Yes, definitely. You know what I learned to make this week also? I, this weekend was a very busy weekend for me. And I don't know about you, but I, I work during the week, week, work, 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 work. And then my my Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is all green bean stuff. So I do all my cooking and all my like testing out stuff and mm-hmm. learning. So this weekend, we were talking about this before we, we started recording. I made shirish. Mm. Uh, and so I made Portuguese sausages this weekend, folks. 
So this was my second attempt at making it, and I nailed it. I <laughs> nailed it. I am like, I think if I could jump up and down if I wasn't as old as I am, I would be like jumping up and down. Oh my god! I was. I'm so happy. I I nailed it. I mean, they're firm. They're dried up beautifully. The flavor is perfect. I mean, when I take it out of the casings, they're not falling apart. They stay solid. I mean, it's just, I was like so, so happy. And then I love to go to this restaurant in New Bedford called Tia Maria's and it's a little cafe. It's a little cafe and it's family owned and I love the owner there and the mom is in the back cooking and every blue moon she'll have a uh, Molotov. Uh, mm -hmm. And growing up, Egg whites, they were used in making the size, the speech. That's mm -hmm. made with egg whites. And so my mom never made Molotov. That is definitely not, you know, from the Azores. But this is something that everybody around here makes. It. I mean, every Portuguese bakery has that and, you know, whatever. But she just makes it the best. For mm. me, it's the best one because it is light and airy. Mm -hmm. has not too much caramel because sometimes people put too much they make too much caramel and it's like yeah. ugh, too sweet mm -hmm. and then she has an egg cream mm, that, I love oh my god oh my god and all of it together is because she only just puts like a little bit of egg cream on top again it, it's like to die for so I mm. I always keep asking her you know Sione Isabel you know when I'd love to learn how to make this you know, studies, you know, whatever. And I would tell Jessica, Jessica, your mom makes the best Molotov. And so finally, I think after all the, oh my God, I love it. I love it. She goes, I'll teach you if you want to learn. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so that's what I did also. <gasps> you did. I did. I did. So uh, that was uh, Sunday. I learned how to do that. And let me tell you. Uh, Where's the video? Yeah, Disney, uh, do <laughs> <laughs> It was the best. The best. Now, I, wow. need to do it. I did it with her. So now I need to do it by myself. Uh -huh. uh, you know, so, because I, I won't have Sione Isabel with me, but I need to make sure that I've got it. Because she has it. She's so cute. She's like, okay, before you do that, you need to do this step first. And then after this one, you do that one. And she's like, oh, and five spoons. And I'm like, five spoons? Yeah, five spoons. And she's, of course, using the spoon that I have no idea. I think it's a serving spoon. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is <laughs> So I had to, like, measure the spoon. <laughs> it was just the most adorable thing. Adorable. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to make it now a couple more times before I go, okay, I got it. I can share. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's truly the best. See, I love that. That's, That's a great that. dessert. That's a mm -hmm. great dessert. Mm -hmm. so, 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 again, people who are listening, we will include the recipe or something in a picture, right, Maria? You're going to make it again <laughs> so we can take a picture? I mean, this is kind of why people listen to us, right? Because we talk about how to make I made it with Studio uh, Isabel. And then after, of course, I bring it home and I call my, uh, my nieces and nephews and I said, okay, taste testing, come by. Mm -hmm. and, are you kidding me? They all came by. They all took their stuff home. They all enjoyed it. And, and of course, I'm getting all the, the texts back 
fantastic. Anytime mm. you want me back again. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to ask, do you pour the caramel into the meringue as well? Or is it just on top? Into the meringue as well, honey. Okay, good. That's how I like it. Yep. Two spoonfuls. Yeah. And who knew? I mean, the thing is, is I knew it was over it, but I didn't know it was in it as well. And mm -hmm. That makes the difference. I've also done it with honey. With my, I'm just trying to experiment with honey, and it makes a really nice Molotov as well as to use honey instead. It's instead not traditional. Instead of the caramel, exactly, into the meringue. So you'll have a honey-flavored Molotov. See, there we go. That's Ooh, nice. Ooh, that sounds amazing, honey. Yeah, I mean, it's really good. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, guys, but we're at our time. If you can oh believe my God! That. We didn't oh even no! Yes. To ask. Oh my God. Okay. So what? What? What did we <laughs> ask Jeremiah? Oh, oh my God. Um, I think we covered a lot of it. So we covered like first food memory, really, because it was bread. It was bread. Favorite um, thing is oh, was anything you won't eat? We didn't ask. Is there any Portuguese oh dish you would not eat? I mean, you know, I never, I've never had three fish, so I don't know about that. But I love morcel, <laughs> and I could eat morcel, morcel all day long. Oh yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know. I, 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 I will try anything really when it comes to comida portuguesa. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. But yeah, we, the few people have said either tripas or, um, gosh, what's the other one? Um, uh, oh, Maria, Maria, help me out. It's like tripas, but it's, it's, uh. Oh, yeah. It's the tripe, the, 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 the innards, the, all that stuff. But yeah. No, yeah, we don't want yeah. it. Yeah. yeah no. and, and you know, what's funny is I, I understand that when our ancestors were on that island or in the mainland and it was literally, you eat everything from snout to tail. I get it. Mm -hmm. And that included even down to their, you know, the trotters. I mean, right. I get it. I get it. But, you know, we don't have to eat that now. All <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I don't need to have head cheese either. I don't need to do that. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But push, I don't need to eat all those, those. I, I don't need to do that either. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, we, like always, Marie, we could go on for two hours, but we may oh, lose I a few listeners. Hour has gone by so fast. I know, well, I know. Well, before I say anything more, Jeremiah, thank you, thank you, thank you for being on, for taking the time to be with us. And I, I can't say this enough, how proud, 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 proud we are of you. And I yep. expect great, amazing things. <laughs> I expect great, amazing things. And, and I know you're going to have them. I know it. I just know what honey. <laughs> you have to keep us posted on the book and anything else that you're doing. And, yep. and we'll have you on again. We'll have you Absolutely. on again. Update everybody and what you've been up to. And I should be going out to California this year. Oh, good. So I will be stopping by with yes. Angela and Jeremiah. Yes. And we'll all get together. 
<laughs> That's going to be a lot of eating. <laughs> yes. Maybe we'll bake together. Oh, that would be, oh, be a dream uh, come true. Yes, because then I could learn a few things. I'm, yes. not a very, I'm not a very good baker, so I could learn a few things. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> I love but uh, I will echo what Maria just said, Jeremiah, that we are so proud of you. And seeing you up on the big screen, rooting for you, and how just... Yes, every, every recipe you did was Portuguese. You really made our whole community proud. So, but oh, thank you. to you. We're very, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. very proud. <laughs> oh, it's a huge honor. Thank you for, for, for spending this time with me. It's huge fans of both of you. This is a real treat and an honor. Pleasure is ours, for sure. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, and até a próxima, as we say. Até a próxima, querida. So is he awesome or what? I'm so pr- glad we got a chance to talk to him. Oh my He's God. so great. I know how, um, I mean, I, I just, I keep saying this over and over again. I'm just so proud of him. And I, I can't wait to see the cookbook that he's going to produce. And I, I just, I can't wait. I cannot I wait. I know. I, I, well, and because, you know, when he's going to include like how to do the masa suvada sleigh and the Christmas tree, like all that kind of stuff too, I think is just going to make it that much more special. Absolutely. He's so creative. He's so creative. Yes, he is. And that was, and our time just went by so fast. I could have gone on. Yeah. I, I know I, we could have gone on with us. Like always, like always, you know, like every always. time I have to say, every time we do one of these with an interview with somebody, I feel like energized and like proud and like, yes, we are so awesome. (laughs) And it might sound really silly, but you know, especially like sometimes I'm not having a great day and then we do this podcast and it just like changes my whole perspective on things. It's, it's good for the story. It is. (laughs) It really is. It really is. And I, I mean, we were so happy about getting him to come on and, and with him agreeing, it's just awesome. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just so glad. And I hope all of you have enjoyed it as much as we have and are enjoying this whole process of our podcast as much as we are. You know, if you leave us messages, um, you know, just share. What else do we want them to do, Angela? Subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, uh, what the yes, hell are you waiting for? <laughs> yes, subscribe. We're also looking for sponsors. If there are businesses out there that would like to advertise, we are going to start looking at sponsorship for our uh, Portuguese Table podcast. So write us a note. Uh, Let Angela or I know if you're interested in that. And um, Mm -hmm. and we'll look at that too. So it's 2017. It's a new year. We have, um, I think, again, a wonderful array of people that we're going to have on to interview. And Mm -hmm. it's going to be a really good year. It is. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Like always, honey. It's always a pleasure. So good to talk to you again. Yep. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Até a próxima. Até a próxima, everyone. (laughs) Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to our Portuguese Table podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on SoundCloud or iTunes. And all episodes can be found on our website at www.ourportuguesetable.com. You can also reach us at feedback at ourportuguesetable.com with comments, questions, or suggestions. Até a próxima! próxima.